What's up, Danny? Hello, Fred Matt. Yeah, you're here. How's it going? It's all here. Nothing much. We haven't heard your voice in a while, Matt. It's nice to hear you. I know it's been a minute. I've been I've been a little bit busy with school, but you know, school year is finally over. Took my last final. Turned in, turned in my last assignment, so I'm just packing up the apartment now. It's kind of, kind of crazy that school year went by so quickly. I know it's nuts. It feels like yesterday we just started recording in my apartment in the whatever August. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm back home. You guys will be back home by next episode. I will be. And the uh, I mean the episode should be better. I th- I feel like we always do better when we're all sitting together and. During the summertime, we have less distractions where we can uh, focus on the podcast. So, I mean, I would definitely expect some some quality content coming from oh, Old Skyline Sports. And like last last summer, I think we only recorded twice over the summer before we went to school. So now it's like we got a year under our belt. Like we'll be in person, like like vibe with each other. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer from Skyline Sports. Absolutely, a lot Danny, to look forward to. Where the fuck did Danny just go? Daniel. Uh, what the fuck? It said Danny joined right before you did. All right, I'm a. <laughs> that was such a, that was such a good and genuine intro too. No, we can we can do it again. No, we can do it again. I I still have that gen. That, uh, I'm in a good mood because I'm finished with my final, so I can I can recreate it. You do, you do go up that. You did good on it. Uh, I don't have any of any of them back yet, but. You have a good feeling, at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not too worried about any of them. <laughs> we just post this one. It's just us talking about finals. <laughs> okay, see you guys yeah, next week. We canceled this episode. Danny just something fucked up. Bye. Are you? Did you resend? Did you resend it to Dan? I I just sent the, I just sent the text. What happened? I don't want to just send the link again. If, if it's just gonna fuck up again, I don't know. Maybe someone called them. What's the What's the game plan here, Mister Larson? All right, we can just stay on the phone until I get word from Danny. Okay. Uh, so you coming home after we record? No, I'm gonna come home tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. I just uh, start... there was no sound and it backed me out. What the heck? What the fuck? Oh, Dan, you're back. Here we go. Oh. Dan, can you hear us? Yep. Oh, you are perfect. Back. We're back. All right, I'll just keep all this in the episode then. Might as well. All right, how are you feeling lately, Dan? Doing all right, final stock. Mm, it's true. So, what we have intact for the show today, it's Thursday, May 9th. Uh, we're gonna, Dan's going to lead us off with some Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby talk. We're going to talk about the Cubs catching fire the last two weeks. Bears, what they've been doing lately. Uh, talk about some NBA with Warriors Rockets. Game 5 is tonight as we record, series tied 2-2. And then we're going to wrap it all up with our favorite foods to get at a baseball game. So, Dan, what the hell happened at the Kentucky Derby? Derby okay, Dan, so, give it to us. Yeah, so uh, Kentucky Derby last Saturday. Country House was the uh, the eventual winner after an overturned uh, call because maximum security finished first. And uh, apparently you can't cut off a horse if it has an open lane. And that's what maximum security did, which kind of kept Country House out of the race. I don't know if Country House would have won no matter what or if, like, what would have happened if that didn't if that wasn't the case, but uh, it was the first time in the entire history of the Kentucky Derby where there was a review and then an overturn. It wasn't um, whoever the horse that got DQ'd wasn't it like a seven to one favorite. 
was yeah, the, he was, was, he the, was the favorite. favorite. He was he was going on at, five to two at the start at the start of the race. He he went like his odds like really went down. Damn, I know he was a uh, five to two. He was five to two earlier in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then was it maximum security who ended up winning? Uh... No, that's the five no, to two no, horse. He, he got DQ'd. I'm not a big horse guy. That's why we had Dan. Con- but... Country House was the winner, sixty to one, sixty-five to one, the sixty-five to one. Yeah, I think uh, I think maximum security cut off the horse that he. The horse that he made contact with or cut off was not wasn't uh he didn't cut off Country House I think he cut off a different horse. No, he didn't. If I but yeah, but since yeah, I mean he, they can't just like they can't just they can't just say oh yeah that horse would have yeah. won so they got to they just got to bump everyone up a spot so Country House just kind of yeah. not lucked into the number two spot but like good good timing because he wasn't really affected at all from what I understand or she I'm not gonna assume it's gender but yeah, yeah don't. that's that's what I think happened I believe. Do they still get to sell maximum security semen for like as a oh, yeah. horse though? The, yeah, the price, course. the price go down significantly, but I bet. I feel like it shouldn't, but it probably will because horse racing people are just that's, that's cheating semen right there. <laughs> I don't know. Would you would you rather buy the semen of a horse that won the Kentucky Derby or one that got got disqualified from the Kentucky Derby? Well, yeah, you are getting some lucky semen. Some luck. It's like luck is in literally in its, ah, It has the luck gene. You could say. I'll take the I'll take the semen of the horse that has uh, that can run in a straight line, which makes some security yeah. that's questionable at the moment. But but literally the like one of the biggest traditions in all the sports the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. But is that what we got in Kentucky Derby? Dan, did you win or lose anything? No, I lost. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, country. I I didn't even bet maximum security either. I I did not do well. Oh, so that didn't affect you really? Yeah, it didn't. Affect, I wasn't even like if 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 I was because the review took so long. If I was just waiting on the edge of my seat for this review, because the race lasts two minutes and the review took a half hour. That is kind of crazy. I know. Did they move up the race too? Or they, no, they pushed it back because of the rain and then basically made the track even sloppier. That was yeah, a I long think, day. Yeah, I think so. Matt, did you bet anything? I, uh, I didn't have the intention to, but my family, I had some family come up and visit me this past weekend at school and my family likes betting the ponies a little bit. They're all, they're all horse people. So, uh, when we were all here, we all we, we wrote every, every horse's name down in a hat. Everyone threw in five bucks per horse, and uh, we had whoever won first, second, third, and then whoever got last place got their money back. And so I, I had two horses. My second horse was like fifteen to one. Don't even know what his name was, but the other horse I picked out was Maximum Security, not Maximum Security Country House, sixty-five to one. So I'm like, okay, well that's just I just threw threw five dollars away. But then the guy ends up coming coming in second place. I'm like, oh hell yeah, I won some money. And then. Obviously, it came down to the decision. So I'm like, I'm Gucci either way. Like, whether you got second or first, I'm making money here. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I ended up getting first. So it worked out. Jake, you don't sound like a, a horse, much of a horse gambling guy. So I, I assume not, you did not watch or gamble. No, no, I, I didn't even watch. No, I'm not a big horse person. Yeah, I don't watch because there's, there's races all day. I don't know if they televise them, but there's races all day uh, at the Kentucky Derby. I don't know where. I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of where it's at. I'm not sure Churchill where. Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs, yeah. But uh i got I'll, I'll watch that's like the one horse race i watch the triple crown each year actually go up to arlington once like once or twice a summer it's a good time arlington's arlington's a lot of fun i would definitely recommend it anything else on horses arlington or skyline sports arlington day that's my uh, recommendation oh, we should we should definitely do that film film from film from the bleachers find like the biggest degenerate and just be like dude what are you doing here oh and then just like record like a 20 minute segment with like the biggest like degenerate we could find have you guys been there before have you guys been to no I've really, been. Dan? You never been either, really? No, I'm. I'm meaning to though. Wow, it's it's a lot of fun. Like like I was saying, my family's in the bed and the ponies, so we will go up like once or twice a summer, and uh, it's it's and it's it's a lot of fun. But there's areas of the uh, there's areas of the uh, the racetrack, I guess you'd say, inside where they have 
they're like showing races from like across the world. So you have guys sitting there gambling on horse races in like Argentina and shit. It's like some real degenerate shit, to be honest, especially if it's like Arlington. Cause I mean, Arlington's nice, but it's not, I don't think it's, I guess if you're in Illinois, it's as nice as you're going to get for a racetrack. But yeah, there's some real, some real degenerates out there. I, I think there's definitely some, uh, some content to be had if we go there. Well, I would love to just get some, some video content going over the summer. Absolutely. But we'll switch over to baseball. The Cubs are on fucking fire. And Fuego. It is great to watch. We haven't recorded in two weeks. We haven't heard Matt's voice in three weeks. So, what, Matt, last time you were on, we were probably in last place still. Uh, I'm trying to think. I really don't. I think the last, yeah, the last episode, we were definitely ripping on the Cubs. We were, we were definitely shitting on the Cubs for being, uh, being a laughing stock, two and seven to start the year, like we were saying. We were definitely, we were definitely in that area still. But yeah, I mean, things have, things have completely shifted. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I truly cannot remember the last time that we lost a series to a team. Like, we lost, uh, we lost the series. Outright. I think the Brewers was the last series we've lost. And that was like, yeah, that was, that was like three years ago in my mind. Like, I don't even remember. I don't, that was so long ago. I don't even, it's, that was like a whole different season ago. But yeah, I mean, the Cubs, we're, we're, we've been streaky a little, we've been streaking a little bit, but overall, I'll take uh, winning two out of three every, every three games and streaking. So, I mean, I, n- nothing to complain about. We're back in first place, Cardinals. That was the worst. That kind of sucked. We, we were in first place after Sunday Night Baseball, and then we immediately lose, and the Cardinals win. It's like, well, fuck us. Like, I'll be, we all got our first place tweets out, and now we're sitting here looking like dickheads, but we're back well, now, in first. Now we're back. Yeah, we're back in first place by half a game. So, And the, the, the pitcher for the Marlins last night was he, the pitcher for the Marlins last night. It's very good. I don't think anyone knows who he is, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Smith. Smith yeah. Anyone who's in fantasy baseball, definitely pick, definitely pick that guy up because he's an absolute monster. He did pitch well against us, but the fact that we got the dub out there – or not dub out there, but the fact that we – we, we we chased him. He didn't get the he didn't get the loss, but uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're back in first place. I, I'm starting to ramble now. So Jake, Dan, I don't know I don't know what you guys uh, got on it. Dan, you could go because I got a bunch of stats I want to list off. So I'll go last. Yeah, I don't really got any stats, but one of my huge takeaways from at least the last two weeks of baseball is that the, the obviously the Cubs have been hot, but they're winning in different fashions. Like they could go blow for blow with teams, or they could pitch a like Q could go on pitch a seven inning shutout and win two to nothing like this they can win in different fashions which is i love i love that mm-hmm. but uh other than that rizzo obviously had kb is finally picking it up willie just won't stop hitting the baseball refuses <laughs> he just won't do it and now yeah i got that's, that's about all i got i got a thing well we have we, we got a show before we not but that i know jake's less than to say but a little thing we can sandwich this in between we got to mention i mean What's his name? Kyle Hendricks going eighty-one pitches on like this, yeah. like past Friday. He Fucking threw six, sixteen balls. He threw sixteen balls. That's outrageous. Two, two hits, no walks. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's like, and the game was over. The most impressive parts of the game what, is that the fact that the game was over in like two hours, two hours thirty minutes. I mean, that's that's like perfect. That's like. Uh, Fucking what's his name? That, that's Rob Rob Manfred's wet dream right there. Two hour, oh, yeah. two hour, thirty minute game. I was really contemplating going to that game, and then I did the math later. My commute, like, there and back would have been a lot longer than just the time I was at the game. Oh, yeah, you would have blinked and it would have been over. Because it takes about an hour and a half to get to Wrigley, an hour and a half back. The game was, yeah, I would have been in my car on the train longer than at the actual game. So I'm glad I didn't go. That would be, I mean, that's kind of like, that's like super, that's pretty ideal, though. Like, we're all baseball guys. Like, I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan about a really long game, but. If I could have, if I could have it be over in two hours thirty minutes or four hours and thirty minutes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be oh, I'll root, take rooting for the out. short for the long game. So I mean, that's actually like the perfect game to go to. Yeah, there was a little bit of offense. It wasn't just like a one nothing quickie. Mm-hmm. 
Jake, what are you? What, what kind of numbers are you? What, what kind of numbers are you looking at for I us? I got a, I got a couple stats for us. The first one's a Javi stat, brought to you by Phil Rogers on Twitter. Um, that was a, Bias, that was a really big that was a big J journalist move by uh, citing your sources. But anyways, go ahead. Well, I got to cite my sources because I, I did not come up with my own. You know, but uh, Javier Baez on pace to produce thirty-seven defensive runs saved. If he plays twelve hundred innings. What the fuck is going on, guys? I mean, that's how. Wait, hold on. Say that one more time. Run that back for me. Is that you or you or Dan with like? Basically rubbing a piece of paper into the mic. That might have been me. I'll stop doing that now. Yeah, I don't think it's me because I could hear it. Okay, then, Matt, come on now. Good I think it was the wind outside. It's just real, real gusty out here in the cab. I'll, close, I'll shut the window. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Take two. Javier Baez is on pace to produce 37 defensive runs saved if he plays 1,200 innings per the Fangrass metric. Angelton Simmons and Nick Ahmed led MLB shortstop with 21 last year. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'll say it. You, 16 more than the, the league leader last year. Um, right right now, he currently has nine runs saved, second overall, only behind Lorenzo King, who has 11. And the thing about Javi, I mean, Javi, compared to those two guys, Andrelton Simmons, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I know too much about uh, Nick Ahmed. I know, he's an, I know he's really good defensively. I know he's a good shortstop. But I'm not going to lie and say I know anything about his offense. But I do know Andrelton Simmons is – He's very good defensively, and he had a pretty good year offensively last year, but I know it's not his calling card, but he's not a good offensive player. So, I mean, the fact that Javi's killing it defensively, like you're saying, but then also – He's getting MVP numbers at the plate. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's hitting the ball. So, I mean, that's – yeah, I'm here for it. Over the last month, the Cubs have the best ERA – the Cubs bullpen is the best ERA in baseball at 2.29. Second place is a near full run behind at 3.21. Pretty good. This bullpen, I will say though, this bullpen we need to add an arm. Oh no, it's we need we need to add something before it goes bad. We are like running hot, or I don't know what term you want to use, but eventually it's not going to stay this good. Like in the beginning, it was never going to stay that bad. It's never going to stay this good. And Strope, I mean Strope is out. He's out four or six weeks again. So what the fuck happened? I think yeah, it's for He uh, hurt his hammy. He, he did something to his hammy. Oh my God! So this this Joe Madden uh, pinch running or not pinch running the Joe Madden letting him bat. I mean, this not is smart. This is an outrageous amount of flack for that. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be getting eating shit for that for a long time. But I mean, after a while, it's gotta be like okay, that's just that's just bad luck. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, obviously, show with Strobe loading the bases on Monday. Yeah, and blowing mm-hmm. that one and blowing that game, the first game against Marlins. Yeah, definitely. Uh, third step. Anthony Rizzo hit his 200th career home run, 199th at the Cub. Also another Anthony Rizzo stat. Anthony Rizzo recently passed Aramis Ramirez on the Cubs' all-time war list for hitters. In the modern era, Rizzo ranks number seven behind Ron Santo, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sandberg, Sammy Sosa, Billy Williams, and Mark Good players. So, I don't know, yeah, very good players. I kind of hope we get like a Rizzo statue 20, 30 years down the line. That'd be badass. Oh, that's a good. So if you guys could pick one player to get a to give us to give a statue to, who would it be? Jake, would you go Rizzo? Rizzo. Sammy Sosa. No, I mean, oh. okay, that's just not gonna happen. Oh, it's not no. gonna happen. It's what I would want to happen. We like, didn't really really watch Sammy Sosa growing up, though. I mean, we like we were like in his prime. We were like we were infants. We were children. Correct. Not even children. We were we were babies. Correct. I know. But, I know the Giants retired Bonds' number. They give him. They didn't give him a statue, did they? No, I would have remembered that because it would have been recently. Yeah. Who was the most recent player to get a statue? Whatever. We're not going to get off track. We have a lot more to cover. Where are we going long? Chris Bryant has hit a home run three straight games this season. He's hitting a slash line of two fifty, three eighty five on base, and a four ninety one OPS. Has a fourteen point seven walk rate, highest of his career, eighteen point nine K percentage, lowest of his career. 
and 135 weighted runs created plus, which means he's 35% better than every other hitter in the league. I mean, 35% better than the average hitter in the MLB. KB started off super, super slow. So, I mean, if he gets going, I feel bad for anyone. Any pitcher who faces the Cubs, I just feel awful for. If you're, if you're facing a hot, a hot Cubs lineup, I mean, get good luck, pal. I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, tell, tell, tell the wife and kids maybe, maybe don't tune in tonight. Maybe, uh, watch, maybe watch a little Housewives <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. Just don't watch, don't watch the Cubs game. Throw on like a Disney movie or something. Who knows? Exactly. Um, they got Marlins tonight, then two more or three. Ah, Marlins tonight and tomorrow. Three games set with the Brewers. Um, after that, then the Reds, and then Nationals. That's what we got coming up. So that should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, they're fun yeah. to watch again. Yeah, they're 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 bearable again. I mean, I I didn't didn't think it would take long. I mean, I was not not exactly shocked. No, not exactly shocked they came back and they're winning ball games again, but I mean, yeah, they, I'm I'm surprised that they've gone from like polar opposites, going from two and seven to like how dominant they've been, like the best team in baseball in the last X amount of games. I mean, it was very, it was a very, a very wild shift. I'm not, I'm not super surprised by it, but to it be this successful this quickly was, I'll, it, no, it was shocking. It was a little bit shocking. I'll say it. a little, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Jake, our first episode after after the first week of the season was. Do the Cubs suck? Yeah, <laughs> and they did. I mean, that was not that wasn't like a hot take at all. That was at that time. That was a very valid question. Oh, the pitching was fucking brutal. Do we oh. have anything else on the on the current Cubs situation? Because I got a, a little beef with Frederick going on. Not beef with Frederick, but I got a little, a little DOM Frederick thing going on here. All right, let's hear it. So, do you guys see his tweet today? Some so Doug Lanville, CSN beat reporter guy uh, on TV. They they pan to him or Kelly Curl out in the stands. It really sucks when they pan to. When they pan to Doug Glanville and you think it's going to be Kelly Crow and it's just Doug Glanville's. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, nice guy, sure, but he's no Kelly Crow. Anyways, he's doing the report out in the stands yesterday. He got a fan sitting behind him, and he does, like, that finger, like the circle game, you know what I'm talking about, where you put yeah, your – Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and so now they're doing an investigation because apparently that's the a hand gesture for the KKK. Which, yeah, it's like a white, it's like yeah, like a white supremacist thing, I guess. And so they're investigating it, potentially like considering kicking this guy out. But the guy's like, no, I literally just am playing like the fucking circle game. Like, what are you talking about? And we got DOM Frederick like doing investigative reporting on Twitter, like, like it's it's not a good look. I'm really happy the Cubs are looking into this. You know, it should be Wrigley should be an inclusive place for all all people of all races. And I totally agree. But it's like a teenage kid, probably from like uh, the north side, probably like I don't even like an Evansville kid. Got some tickets to the game, and he goes down and he puts his finger out doing the circle game, and everyone's like, "Is this kid a racist? Like, what are we talking?" It wasn't. It wasn't a teenage kid though. The guy looked like he was over thirty. I thought it was like a young. I thought it was a younger looking guy. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure he looked like older. Either way, it's like he. Either way, it doesn't matter. He's not fucking putting up the KKK symbol. What like let's like what are we talking about? Yeah, not a fan. But uh, not a fan I of saw, what? I saw a tweet. What are you not? You're not a fan of what? I'm not a fan of uh. Racist propaganda, but really, I think I think DLM's like overblowing it himself. Like, dude, this ain't your war to fight. You know, he's, like, he's let, a lot. Let the Cubs deal with it. He's a lot on Twitter sometimes. He can be a lot. He can be, but that is pretty cool that the Cubs are selling hard hats in the bleacher, uh, like a convenience store, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he kind of acts like he's like a big swinging dick, though. He's like, I think I feel like he's getting like a little, a little, uh, a little cocky. Yeah, a little bit. Like he's trying to act like, cool. yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not just like an internet troll. Like, yeah, they're selling my hard hats out. Yeah. If I had a trend go like viral and then or like a saying and then the Cubs were actually selling something like a hard hat for me or because of me, I would feel very cocky. But he is an internet troll. He is just a, he is just an internet troll. He's an advanced internet troll. I'll say that. An internet troll, all the same though. Like all he does is just tweet like, 
put your hard hats on, whatever the fuck, uh, like, pray, pray, he doesn't say pray for the league anymore. He, he always finds – we're just getting real deep into Cubs, into Cubs Twitter. But he just – all he does is just, like, he'll find, like, a saying every year, and he'll just, like, ride it to death. He'll just beat the shit out of it till it's dead. And this year it's hard hats, apparently. So I feel like by, by like, summertime, by the All-Star game, I'll have seen so many hard hat, hard, hard hat, uh, hard hat tweets. I'm not, I'm just not sure if I'll be able to take it anymore. Yeah, it, is, it does get a little too much. Yeah, absolutely. We so I mean the last thing we got to talk about if there's nothing else we got to talk about this Addison Russell fellow. Yeah, I was about to bring it up. I hope they boo the shit out of him when he walks up. I just hope they don't clap for him. I don't. I don't expect them to boo, but don't don't do not give him do not give him the minor league uh the minor league thing he got. Like he they gave him a standing ovation, not standing not standing ovation, but like they they cheered for him. I guess they cheered for him a little bit extra when he played uh, down in I don't even know where he was at Iowa Cubs maybe. But I just – I hope we don't do that because that, that, that'll be a real bad look for, for the city of Chicago. Yeah, I don't really yeah. care that much if they boo him or not. I just don't want him to get the Josh Hader treatment. That's it. Yeah, just please, please do not clap. If he does play today, please do not clap. <laughs> it just – I am. Yeah, I don't want to see, like, oh, racist Chicago. I don't want to see Sox fans blowing up my phone with couldn't be my team. Well, you fucking wish it was your team. If you were – if you actually care about the sport of baseball, you wish you were a Cubs fan. But that's a, that's a, that's a different story. I just want to talk about this for like maybe a minute because I asked my dad this: Why do people become Sox fans? Yeah, we really have to get into this today. Like, you are born in Chicago and you like have a choice: Do I want to like, do I want to root for the Cubs or like the Walmart brand White Sox? And I a mean, lot of people choose the White Sox. I don't get I mean, it. Jay, you're you're literally just like you're on. We're on the South Side. Yeah, yeah. look at it, it all three of different, us. It is two different areas. All all three of us were born like in a half a mile radius and we all made the decision to be Cubs fans so like no I mean I wasn't kind of I was kind of raised to be a Cubs fan yeah I was yeah it's how you're raised yeah it's how you're raised I mean if you're if you're dead I mean unless you're a dickhead like Jake who he realizes his dad's a a Sox fan so he he goes to the Cubs Uh, but unless unless you're one of those I mean yeah whatever whatever your dad is what you are pretty much like my my dad's Cubs fan obviously I know Mr. Ash is a Cubs fan but I feel like I mean and if you are if you are a Sox fan if you're raised a Sox fan I'm not gonna Hate Andy for for being a Sox fan and like don't get me wrong like it would stink I would hate to be a Sox fan but I mean I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on you if you're a Sox fan and then like 2016 2015 the Cubs start getting good you're like mm, yeah this isn't for me like no I I respect it more for all those losers who who uh who stick it out and another thing Sox fans are just getting real annoying so I'm done trying to be like middleman Matt like no Sox are fine I'm just I'm I'm gonna start going just full Sox troll I don't even care anymore heck yeah fuck, join join the fuck band all of them I I got. I'm in. I'm in. A, I'm in a group chat. I don't know if any of them even listen to the podcast anymore. But I'm in a group chat and I with a bunch of Sox fans, and I always tell them they have like little brother syndrome because all they do is just like they really do. They all just have little brother syndrome. It's sad to see, really, but like they're always just trying to like make their presence known. And you know, like oh look at this Tim Anderson. I don't know. I I, I don't hate on them for posting Tim Anderson, but they just gotta chill out. They just gotta chill out, man. I don't, I don't know what else. I don't really know how to how to describe it. The fucking people that are talking about, the, like, actually making the comparison, of, like, with Baez and Tim, Tim Anderson saying that Anderson's already better than Baez, it's fucking stupid. Those people like, would be launched into the sun. And and most of them, and a lot of people that make that argument, a lot of them are just strong. A lot of them actually believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just so I, fucking stupid. He, has I mean, he wins one player of the month. He was very good. But Javi still has a higher war, more home runs, more RBIs, higher slugging percentage, higher OPS. Like literally every aspect of the baseball hobby has still been better. I think Sox fans are just, and I mean, and Tim Anderson is a really good player. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say he's better than Javi because he's not better than Javi. Maybe if he, I'm not saying he will ever be, never be better than Javi, 
because he could have gone to have like a really good career. But at this current, I mean, this is his first year he's really had. This is his first like breakout year. So I mean, if he continues on, maybe he'll be better. But currently, no, it's not even close. I'd much rather have Javier Baez. I think it's just they, like you get an exciting player on the south side, and it's like they have they just have like nothing to grasp onto. They just have like nothing. They have nothing to look forward to. They have nothing to wake up for every morning as a White Sox fan. So I mean, you got Tim Anderson. Batflip. I mean, he's not a bad guy to be rooting for. I'll say that. He's an exciting player. He's a good young player. He'll flip his bat. He's super entertaining. But I think that they just, like, if you just give them, like, a taste of a really good player, they'll just grasp onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's any team. So I don't blame them for doing that. But it's, it's a little bit excessive. Correct. I agree. Do we have anything else for the Cubs or baseball regarded? Uh, no, I think, that's, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. We, we went out a while. That's good. That was some good Cubs talk. On to the Chicago Bears for at least a quick second. We traded for a kicker, Eddie Pinero. He is from Florida. We got him from the Raiders for a conditional seventh-round pick. Do you guys have anything? Because I have some fun Eddie Pinero facts for you, too. Daniel, you got anything on him? No. I mean, I saw a video of him kicking an 81-yard field goal. Uh, I saw he was injured. Like He didn't play last year because he was injured, but it's basically like – Drafting a four, I don't know. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any judgments on the guy because I know don't, I know Jack shit about him, but I don't love the fact that we're trading draft picks for kickers. But Jake, what do you have? Um, I just want to like mention it so people can get used to his name and learn a little something from this podcast every once in a while. But uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna give you some fun facts about Eddie Pinero, and then do we have anything about the Bears draft? Because we have not had a podcast since the Bears draft. Uh no. I didn't really dig that much into it. It was pretty good. It's it basically just kind of all the draft picks just filled out some depth issues we had at certain positions, but yeah, there's nothing special. So I'll just get to the fun facts. Eddie Pinero has never missed from 43 yards. Oh really? You know Cody Parkey. Exactly 43 yards. He's never missed like like a 43 yard or longer kick. He's never missed from exactly 43. Has he ever kicked from exactly 43? I don't know that part. Okay, let's let's leave that at face value. Correct. Panero has a 75% touchback rate on kickoffs when he went to Florida. Mind you, Florida has thick-ass air because it's basically a swamp in Gainesville. So, that's good. Ball's going to be flying. going to be flying at a soldier field. Which, actually, I, it's not a stupid stat. I think it is very important because like, if our defense is going to be that fucking dominant and every time we score, the other team most likely is starting at the 25, a lot of teams aren't going to consistently just drive 75 yards on us. Yeah, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess no on that, dog. Exactly. So, good field position for most of the year, it seems. I like it. Um, Panero has hit 20 of his last 29 field goals at Florida. Other than that, he was 88.9% career uh, hit percentage. I like it. And then he was also 5 for 5 in his career at Florida from 50-plus yards. Nice. I mean, as a journalist, I got a, a, you know, journalism, big jam going to big J school at NIU. Part of it's, you know, report, report both sides of the story. But there's got to be a reason why the, the – the Raiders are like what there has to be the reason why the Raiders traded him. Like he has to have some kind of flaw or downfall. I know he was injured. I don't know if there's anything else about him, but I don't want to act like everything's all like uh, dandelions and roses. You know, like there's got to be you got to have some kind of like bad side. Like, like like why would they trade him? Like why why they trade him to us? What's his uh, what's his flaw? Maybe they're just happy to get a pick out of him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know Gruden, who the current kicker is. Picks. Yeah, Gruden loves picks, as we found out last year. I'm not sure who the kicker is. I have no idea who it is. They I was gonna had, say. Uh, they had Seabass, but he just retired. Yeah, he was even he wasn't even on the Raiders last year. He was on the Seahawks. Oh, um, wow. West Coast football. Yeah, remember remember he yeah. fucked up the spread against the Cowboys in the playoffs? 
Yeah, he did, and he got like the shit juke out of him, like by some, like somebody again, like he, he, uh, they ran, a, ran a kickback on him, and the guy, like the run, like they, they made it past the special teams, and it was just Janet, it was uh, Seabass versus the the return man, and the guy put like one move on, and Seabass was like, yeah, no, I'm out. He just like ran, he basically just like fell forward, and, like yeah, okay, that was, that was about all I got to give you for a tackle. Yeah, Seabass fucking pulled his hammy, and then they had to take him out, and then the <laughs> Seahawks, the Seahawks went for two instead of kicking a extra point and then got the two points and they covered two and a half when I took the cover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. So yeah, fuck that guy. No, he's a legend. But in that in that moment, fuck that guy. Yeah. Anything else from the Bears talk? Just wanted to bring it up since we haven't talked about him in a while. Uh I mean I don't like all the stats I'm hearing about. Well they have, they haven't been kicking they haven't been cutting their kickers. I know they have, they're down to like they're down to Elliot Fry and Chris Blewett, I believe, from all those the 15,000 kickers they brought in for the uh, hey, hey, minicamp thing. It's, what? It's Chris Bluey, not Bluet, as Coach Nagy says. Is that, is that what he said? Yeah, I think it was like more joking. Like, yeah, trying to get the... can't be a kicker with the name Bluet. No, absolutely not. But those, those stats we were saying earlier, like earlier this week when they saw all eight guys competing for the uh, spot, and it's like two at the end of practice today, yeah, Nagy lines them up, and they all kicked out. They all kicked from uh, 43 yards. Two of them made it. Okay, cool. Like we're kicking. I mean, obviously, obviously, like we're we're, we're uh, trimming the fat here, so we're you know we're we're, we're thinning the herd, as you say. So uh, that the Elliot Fry guy, I know he was he was pretty good in the uh, AFL. So is it the AFL? American Football Alliance. AAF. AAF. He was pretty good in the AAF. So it was it was just here, Matt. Oh yeah, you're. Oh yeah, no, it was it's a, twi- gone. a twinkle in my eye. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good, so I'd be happy with him. Well, I mean, whoever they pick, obviously, I'll, I'll put my faith in them. But it just really sucks that until we find a good kicker, like, the narrative is always going to be like, oh, here's the kicker for the Bears. You know, we all know about their problems kicking. And we're, we're playing, like, eight, ha- like more than half of our games or half of our games around primetime. And so, you know, yeah, like – And, like, when it's, like, the regular, like, noon Sunday, like, Fox guys that are doing it, like, they don't talk about it as much because they're not national guys. But, you know, like, when they're on ESPN, when they're on Sunday Night Football, it's going to be Chris Collinsworth and uh, – Fucking what's his name? Booger McFarland, like, well, here comes Elliot Fry, you know, from 44 yards. Mm-hmm. We all remember what happened last year. We're, we're going to hear that the entire season. Yeah, you know goddamn well Chris Collins where it's going to go, oh, remember C- Cody Parkey? Let's show the replay 10 more times. I mean, they are, they are, they already did it. With I, I mean, know. Parkey is awful. So if, this, if, our, if our guy comes in and uh, the first few weeks he's, like, hitting field goals left and right, no problem, then I don't think it should last all season. But – it's going to be even, – even if this guy goes perfect all year, if it comes down to, like, the Super Bowl. Say we're in the Super Bowl, it's like a 20-yard chip shot. It will be like – and we all remember what happened last year when the Bears, you know, they lost, they lost the game on a field goal. Like, this is going to haunt us no matter how good our guy does. Now that I say it, no matter how good he does, it's going to haunt us until our season's over. Like, like the commentators will always be talking about it until, until we finally either win the Super Bowl or lose it. Yeah. It's not great. And that sucks. I'm not a fan of that. No. But, yeah, that'll be our Bears talk for the week. Let's switch over to the NBA where second round of the playoffs. I don't even think we're going to talk about NHL today. I don't know why the NHL popped in my head, but we're going to do NBA. Uh, Bucks looking to close out tonight. They got a 3-1 lead heading back to Milwaukee. Later tonight, we got Houston, Golden State tied 2-2 right now. Fucking yesterday, Toronto blew the doors off of Philly mm. to go up 3-2. And then also, Toronto, also, not Toronto, uh, Denver kicked the shit out of Portland to go up 3-2. So I feel like those two series – well, I think Toronto series is over. I think it's done. Toronto's going to win that one. I have – I really don't care who's going to win, uh, Denver or Portland. I kind of want Portland to win. really don't care, though. I'm not really sure. I feel like Denver can hold it out, but 
they are a very young team. I could see them blowing a three-two lead. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, can I just? I, I, yeah. I just got a little break. A little bit of breaking news here, guys. I don't well, know if you guys have seen this yet, but Addison Russell is starting is starting at shortstop tonight, and Javier Baez is at second base. No. What? Yeah, I just got the uh, alert that he's starting at shortstop. Didn't the, the game? Person? I thought they. I thought they started the they game started early. early. What'd you say? I thought they, they were started. starting the game early for some reason. No, I was just kidding. I just wanted yeah, to see how you guys react. The game. The game's already through. Or like they already started. Oh, did they already start? I thought it was yeah. a seven seven ten. No, no, they, I, they started at six thirty-five. Oh well, fuck me. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> I got I got a slight reaction. I I just wanted to, I wanted to see how you guys would react. No, because I was like, what do you like? I, it was more of a reaction of what are you talking about? Well, fuck me. That 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 backfired. <laughs> I was not happy with that news. I'll, I'll 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 pull it again next week. I'll probably try it again next week. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. NBA talk as we were You're okay. The Bucks, yeah, the Bucks Celtics are going to close it out tonight. Yeah, Celtics are dead. Yeah, that's over. Yeah. Have you guys been paying attention a lot to these uh, playoffs? Mm-hmm. A little bit. You got to throw it to see, Jake. You got to throw it to someone. You got to say, Dan, have you been paying attention? You got to just give it to one of I us. I do. I'm so used to like having you to my right, and like it's usually easier. I can just look at you, and you kind of know. But next week we'll we'll be solved with all my. Well, you can start it. You can start it this week. From now on, you can just say, just toss it to one of us. That's all. That's all Dan, I ask for. Dan, how have you been liking the playoffs? What's your opinions and thoughts? You know, it's been all right. Um, I watched I watched the Warriors and Rockets. Um, I didn't throw on either the the Toronto or the Denver game yesterday because I just checked the score and scores and just said, yeah, it's not worth watching. But uh, yeah, they've been all right. Are but you nothing, confident? Nothing, that really, nothing to really like. Jump that really jumps out at me. Fucking Joel Embiid's had the shits the last couple games. Yeah, well, he did play really well in uh, Game Three uh, against Toronto. Well, that was the one game, like that was his one game where people were like saying, "Oh, he's he's still banged up. He's not gonna play well." And then he goes like, scores like thirty five points, and grabs like fifteen rebounds. But other than Game Three, he's been ass. Yeah, he's, he's been horrible, he's been terrible. Kawhi dunked on him yesterday. Kawhi's having an all time series where he's basically shooting like seventy percent, averaging like twenty five to thirty a game. Just absolutely crazy. I thought it was more than thirty. I think it might be. I didn't want to get too aggressive. I, I think it. I actually think it is more than thirty. That's fucking nuts, and it's so efficient too. Yeah, but I feel like those two Eastern Conference series are done. I kind of want Portland to win just because I think Portland, Houston, or Portland, Golden State would be a lot more fun than Denver in that situation. Yeah, Denver's Denver, as good as they are, they're just a snooze fest to watch. They are. And I, well, I think I've said it, like, multiple times. But, like, Jokic is the best player, and he's awesome. He's really good. But there's nothing really fun to watch about his game. Not really. I like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's a fun player to watch, but no, not right Jokic is Jokic is a dimer. He's he's fun to watch pass. He's he's very good at passing the ball. That's that's pretty entertaining about his game, though. I guess yeah. yeah, for a big man, that's pretty yeah. It's for a small guy too. Is he's really good at passing for a guard too? I would say. Hmm. Yeah, Jokic is a guard. No, I said for a guard. I said even. Well, I said I said he's I said oh. he's fun to watch pass, and Dan goes well for a big guy, and I said no. Well, I mean oh. no. I mean like it's fun to watch a big guy pass. Oh yeah, no. I'm saying ball. like I'm saying he's as good. He's like oh yeah. I think yeah. But I will. I've I've been like wanting. Like, I've been looking forward to the NBA playoffs all not all year, but like I've been saying myself once you know once playoffs start, I'll pay more attention. I still have not really paid too much of attention. I I watched a few games. I watched that like eighteen overtime. Uh, what was it? Raptors, not Raptors. Uh, Trailblazers, Nuggets game. Besides yeah, that, I've really not watched that much. And I I know I should be watching more, but these man, like all all the good many, games are nine thirty. It seems like so it kind of sucks. Man, how many March Madness games did you watch? 
Uh, I definitely watched more, but the basketball, I mean, when I am watching these <laughs> NBA games, I'm, I'm watching quality basketball. I'm, I'm learning a thing or two. But you're, wearing, you're watching it less, though, like less often. I mean, I kind of just do it in support of the kids because they're not getting any money, and it's like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give these kids that, a little bit that of recognition. That means you're just watch, you're giving money to the NCAA. No, see, what I'm doing is I'm giving the kids recognition and helping their draft stock. I don't think you watching is doing that. I don't know, Dan. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think I admitted like right after the podcast that I, I think I said, yeah, no, I actually kind of like watching Mar- like, I, like March Madness is more fun to watch, but quality of basketball, well, whatever. We don't, we don't think it down this road. We don't go down this rabbit hole again. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the finals. How about that? All right. <laughs> defending, defending, still defending the NBA over college. I just like to be a contrarian, and I don't know. I th- I do think that kind of like NBA basketball is like better basketball, but I could really like in terms of regular season, like I really could do without either. Not, not without either. Like I don't really give a shit about either regular seasons. If the Bulls are good, I'll be watching. But besides that, eh, I'm okay. Dan, who do you like tonight? Game five: Warriors, Rockets. I think the Warriors go up three two. They're eight point favorites. Or they no, five, 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 five. The Bucks okay. are eight point favorites. Yeah, um, I. Like the Warriors to win, Rockets to cover. I was telling you what two weeks ago we were talking. That I think the Rockets could give them issues. It's just like I know they have won two in a row, but fucking winning four out of five against the Warriors is near impossible. So, but I really, I, I'm not gonna toss any money on it. But I think the Warriors win tonight. Rockets still cover, and then it goes to seven. Warriors win in seven. You think it's seven? Yeah, fucking. Clay Thompson needs to get his shit together. He's shooting thirty nine percent from the field, thirty one percent from three. Like he has, he has to get his shit together. Like fucking what's his name on Houston? Um, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon is outplaying Clay Thompson. That's unacceptable if you're a Warriors fan. You just can't have that. Um, I have a stick. Yeah, Harden and Eric Gordon have been averaging a combined sixty five points over the past two games, and they're only averaging thirty five percent from three. That's crazy. Literally, definition of chucking shit up and just hoping it goes in. Yeah, uh, it should be fun. I got a question for young Daniel Ash before we move off of NBA. Dan, if we, if we, if we were in like the middle of D Rose's prime right now, if he had like just won, he just won the MVP. He's the youngest MVP ever. Say like if that team came, like if if we were in that situation right now, which which would you think the NBA is better or college is better? No, I just watch. I would just watch the Bulls like way more often. Well, so probably, I, was... I would probably watch the Bulls more than like. Than I do on than I do like regular season college. Okay then, so that's all it takes is for you to for you to sway is just. But like, the if, thing if, is, if the Bulls are good. Not the situation to where it like even grounds right now. Right now, yeah, it's just yeah. So just yeah, t- we're at an even playing field, and you you you've watched one more than the other. Oh no, we're not an even playing field. Well, no, even play no. There there would never be an even playing field because the Bulls are either very. I mean, unless they're like mediocre, then it would be even playing field. Like they have a chance to win, maybe not, maybe they do. Even okay. playing field would be that. Like right the now, Bulls? like the Bulls are dog shit. If the Bulls go forty-one and forty-one, which that's actually a strong possibility—not an extra, but like down the road—I'm gonna probably I'm gonna be watching college more. And I yeah. and like when like when Dwayne Jimmy Baller were there, they were like that eight seed. They were that eight seed that year, and I watched college basketball way more. Well, that's what I'm saying because like well NBA NBA like you can be a seven like, especially in the uh, East that year, and like in your not not really this year so much, but. In years past, I mean, you could be like a seven or eight seed, and like you could, make, like you might as well be like the like you be like, the, like you could be a seven or eight seed in the East and the worst team in the West if you were in the West. So I mean, I feel like making the seven or eight seed that year you're but, talking about wasn't like, like oh we could could win it all. To contrast that, if D Rose was playing for the Bulls now and in, in his prime form, 
I would still watch a higher percentage of Marquette basketball games than I would Bulls games. Why? Because I, I, I like. I mean, I like college basketball, but I, I also, I love Marquette basketball. That makes me sick. The fact that you just said that if you had Prime D Rose again right now, pre-injuries, you'd be like, "Not nah, give me, um, give me Marcus Howard and that team that got ran by John Morant." Like, yeah, I'll take them over Prime D Rose. Dan, that that made me that that made me, that made me a little bit sad, Dan. I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked you just said that. And and to be fair, I don't get the Bulls out here either. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's that's tough. Yeah, so you don't don't really have much of an option. Yeah, I think that's all we got for NBA talk, right? Unless we uh, miss anything. That's all I got. And also for the Marquette thing, they played less games. So you'd be watching more Bulls, just statistically. I'd watch more Bulls games. Exactly. So more NBA. Thank you, Dan. Prove my point. <laughs> it's, we're not even playing. Prove my. I just I love the Bulls. Prove my. Because they're one of my teams. No, we don't think we don't think we don't get too, too deep into it. I feel like these never yeah, these debates never go anywhere. They never do. Never. Not a shot. <laughs> Um. All right. Last thing to wrap up the show. What is your favorite thing to get when you go to a baseball game? I'll lead off personally. I like regular hot dogs with grilled onions. It, it like that's my favorite thing at Wrigley. The food is not the best at Wrigley compared to the cell. But every time I go to a Cubs game, hot dog, grilled onions, smells great, tastes delicious. Matt, how about you? I mean, this is not the best topic because I mean, I feel like well, like hot dogs. Like what else? What else am I supposed to say besides a hot dog at a, at a baseball game? I don't know. Like maybe you're a hot pretzel guy, or uh, maybe you like some pasta. Who knows? No one gets pretzels or hot dog, or no one gets pretzel. Well, pasta. You're just being a silly, you're just being a silly goose with the pasta answer. But nobody has ever gotten like a hot. No, no, nobody goes to a baseball game and like their go-to is hot pretzels. Hey, how about fuck you? Because like before two years ago, that was my go-to. Well, you're a child. That's, that's really you're weird. a child. So I mean, your vote doesn't really count. Your opinion, your opinion on food is worthless. No, Correct. Of no, no, not to offend you or be mean to you, but it's just like a simple fact. Like your opinion on food's worthless. So you saying that and being like, "Well, no, I am a pretzel guy." That that's doesn't really count. No, I understand that. that no offense taken. Also, well, one thing we should talk about, unless Dan, I mean, Dan, what's your favorite food? No, I'm I'm a dog and a beer. Okay, guy. yeah, it's, yeah, pretty. I keep it pretty simple. But once, actually, when we went to the Brewers game, Brewers Cubs game at Miller Park. They were serve, They were serving pulled pork nachos, Ooh. and hmm, Connor Connor brought them. I add some pretty pretty decent Wait, did, for for base. Is Addison Russell's Addison Russell started second base tonight? Yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Batting eighth. What did they did they has he batted yet? I don't think so. Oh, did they? Did we do we have any idea what kind of reception he got when he took the field? Let's check Twitter. I just saw. I mean, I just saw him. I assumed he was off the bench, and I was like, I saw him out there in the uh, shift. I'm like, wait, hold on, this fucker's already playing. Uh, one thing though, we, I, I feel like we, as a podcast, I, I feel like we'd be hypocritical if we didn't mention, cause we always give the, the, the white Sox shit for not filling their stadium. Cubs games have been very empty lately. They've been looking a lot of empty seats at these Cubs games as of late. Have you guys noticed that? Well, against, oh, but... against the Marlins when it's 40 degrees and I know it's kind of dodging the answer, but it's like, it's a decent crowd for what, it, like the weather and the opponent last night, for an example. Well, it wasn't just last night. It was. It's been like it's been, like the entire season. Like almost that. Almost all the games at home, except for like a nice like set. Maybe if there's been a few sunny Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon games. Besides that, it's it's been it's been kind of like an embarrassing crowd. I kind of want to see how we how it turns out. Like once school is out, like especially now there's gonna be a big boost of like college age kids, and then like once June fifth comes around, then like all like oh it's a. Doesn't matter that it's a Tuesday night. We can go to the game. Well, Jimmy doesn't have school tomorrow. So maybe, just, yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a, an embarrassing crowd, though. I think that's kind of exaggerating a little bit. I think it's embarrassing because as Cubs fans, we I, – I personally don't – I personally have not done it on Twitter or, like, really done it. I mean, I've definitely done it before in general, but I've, like, been not – I haven't been doing it this season or, like, the past few seasons. But you got guys like D.O.M. Frederick who are tweeting out pictures of the Cardinal Stadium, uh, Bush Stadium, or Miller Park, and, like, the cell, and they're all like, oh, man, like, this is tough. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. But, like, you look at our, our, our park. And, like, right now, I'm looking at it right now, there's, like, six or seven seats behind home plate that are just empty. Like, those should be – and those, if anything, those ones should be filled at all times. Like, like where are those people at? I don't know. I just feel like – I feel like if we're going to be uh, – I feel like we've got to point these things out as Cubs fans. Even though we are Cubs fans, I feel like we've got to point out our, down, our downfalls as well. Yeah, we can be better. Yeah. we we got to remain objective. I haven't been out to a game yet this year, but that's going to – that'll change soon. I'll probably – I'll go out soon. I went to who? Oh. I went to a Cubs game a few weeks, like two, two or three Saturdays ago. It was U, the U Darvish versus uh, Zach Granke game at Wrigley Field. Oh boy! It was just awful, just terrible. Yeah. It was freezing cold. It was windy. Our seats were in the uh, were in the shade. We did move over to the sun, but that didn't help much. The Cubs just gave us like literally nothing, to, like not one thing to clap about because we were just we got our, our asses handed to us by Zach Granke. He threw. I think we we didn't score a single run. No, I mean, we got you, shut out. You got U Darvish pitching. Mm. Oh man, that, like you could not pick a worse guy to go see live than U Darvish because you'll be sitting there like. For hours, just like nothing happening. Every like five minutes, he'll strike a guy and be like, "Oh hell yeah!" Besides that, it's just a lot of, a lot, a lot of walks, a lot of uh, working the count. <laughs> I went, I went to a U Darvish start last year with my cousin, who's a big. Uh, his second favorite team's the Rockies, and they were facing the Rockies. Fucking Arenado hit two bombs out, like out of the stadium. David Deal hit one out. It was not a good look for Darvish. No, it fucking blown out. I think it was like eleven to two or something. You want to talk about Hendricks being a guy that you you want to go see if you're going to a Cubs game because you'll be in and out in like an hour. Like you, you can you you can watch. I don't even know watch. You can you can watch a Game of Thrones faster than the game will be over when uh, Hendricks is pitching. But I mean Darvish, you can watch the until you can watch all of season eight without Darvish on the mound, and you'll, you'll and you'll <laughs> yeah. come back and be like, oh, actually, literally just any other pitcher besides Jar- Darvish. I'm like, oh, look at that. Cubs are uh, Cubs are about to hit the bottom of the ninth. We still got a chance. So, um, all right. I feel like that was a pretty good episode for us all being apart and not having us together in like three weeks. Definitely, and we got Addison Russell. Addison Russell's leading off the top of the, uh, or he's about to lead off the inning. So, oh, want to turn off his mute and see you hear this reaction. All righty. We'll report about that uh, next week. We'll see how it goes. Yes, we will. It was a good, good podcast today, fellas. Yeah. See you all next week. See ya. See ya.
what she got Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place 